You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell like. Yeah. It, it tastes like the way garbage Don't sniff smells. it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands on the worst thing I've ever tasted. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Uh, let's get ready to Sit your ass down on the sofa and tune in for today's episode. And remember, don't sniff it. Just do it. Yo, welcome to You Watch I Listen. I think this is episode 31. 31. Why did I have 30? I have 30 written on back-to-back ones. Um, and uh, yeah, welcome. So we're going to jump on a call in a little bit with Bobo. Um, Where's uh, Bobo? To hype up uh, you know, his newly released Christmas EP. I don't know if you got to listen to it. I did. Well. I actually have some thoughts about it. I am way too overmodulated. Well, yeah, I told you not to be too close to the I'm mic. like, I'm literally farther away than you are. Don't talk so loud. Hold it down! No, not like that. No! That's, that's the fucking worst. Um, so what are your thoughts on the Bobo album before we give him a I'm, call? I want to wait till we're done because okay. I want to devote a little time because I have some very strong thoughts about the Bobo EP. Okay. Or I don't um, know if it's an EP or an album now. But it's the Bobo Christmas EP. Um, so before we get to that, let me give a shout out to the guys that we had on last week from the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Bros and Broads, Fudge and Finner here. Not only thank you for all the new listeners who have joined the show, but to continue to spread the word about the drunkest podcast you have ever heard, including getting drunk on Sundays at your friends' houses, garages, whatever. Starting at... Start, Starting this month, Fudge and Finn have improved their format for your listening pleasure. They've now dedicated two of their episodes a month to what they call nerdery and sports. Listen to the Nerdcast to get tons of info on video games. Uh, recently, they discussed Castlevania and Fallout 76, as well as other fun topics that, that nerds seem to touch themselves to. Also, listen to their sports episode that they're calling Bros Bang Balls, where the boys complain about their New York sports team sucking ass and much more. You can listen to the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast on every major po- podcast app, including iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Play music, tune in, YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to visit shotsforlikespodcast.com to follow them on all social media platforms. Drink with us and don't be a cunt. You need an updated version because they've been talking about Castlevania for like yeah, two well, months according to this. They're just dedicating it to every episode's about one Castlevania Have game. You played the I used to play the old ones on Super Nintendo. My brother had them so I, I would always pick them. They were great. I, I think the last one I played was Castlevania 64. Oh that one is and awful. I'm 90% I still have it at my mom's and the top of the cartridge says Marcella on it because <laughs> Josh left it to me like in fourth grade and I don't think I ever gave it back. I, um, I stole someone. Yeah, whatever. That's not All right, going. let's call Bobo. Let's talk Bobo. about this Christmas. I have season. some very important questions okay. for him. All right, we're going to quiz Bobo. I'm going to jack up the modulator. I'm not FaceTiming Bobo. I'm calling Bobo. Oh, folks, FaceTiming. Um, just because we're calling him. So let's, uh, I got to be further from the mic. Bobo. Hello? Bobo, what's up, buddy? Yeah, yeah, hold on. It's not a visual. What? what? No, no, we're we're just we're on the phone, buddy. You're on live right now. Oh, all right, no problem, no problem. Just wanted to make sure. Right? All right, Bobo. Oh, Bobo. So it's been a big week for you. Your second album came out. Your Christmas EP. How excited are you? Oh, oh, I'm excited about this Christmas album. It's just it's it's hilarious stuff. I can tell you that. It's like hey, Bobo, can you tell me a little hilarious. about? Hilarious. Like I I want it to be the point where someone says. What this holiday season, like at a, some, someone's house, like a Christmas, he's listening. Someone's just listening to something on their phone, and another another guest at a Christmas at a Christmas party will say, "What is?" Bobo's on the thing? phone right and now. They'll say, 
Oh, yeah, let's put both them so we can. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And people are very, very excited about it. Um, so, and you got Matt Iceman on here, and it looks like Matt had a lot of fun doing this with you as well. Oh, oh yeah, he had a lot of fun. He, yeah, he, 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 he recorded his stuff yeah. somewhere else, and it was, it, it was great. I recorded my stuff when I was there. When I was there in the, when I was there in the Illinois. What 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 was your favorite? What I've always interpreted as a farm area. So Bobo, where would you say you get your inspiration from? I don't know. I just get my just stuff that I think would work well on the on the album. And and how much did you write yourself for the album? It's a, it's a combination of everyone. So why why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what led you to this moment? I can tell you one of the songs definitely I thought would be a hilarious idea, Hipster Bells. Yes, Hipster Bells. Because I, I have a habit of making fun of, of mocking hipsters, right? And, and the other night... Nice- you know, I, I my thought about Hipster Bells is it really brought out the political side, which we were missing from um, your previous work. Uh, maybe a sign of the times, but um, I think it really shows the more mature side of Daniel Bobo Curlin. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not. I, I don't usually like to get like over the overly stressful political. I mean, it just puts too much stress on people. But yeah, with all, all the stuff going on in the world. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. But I think this is even. This, this is a couple. Of, this goes a couple of years back. These hips, hips, you know, like hipsters seem to be popping up everywhere, and it's like, can they just stay out of my neighborhood for once? Yeah. I, I, I saw. They they got they they got the the have, um, epidemic has caught up in my neighborhood. Yeah. But I've seen I've seen a couple a couple I've seen a couple of them. Like I, I saw some people on some weird bicycles that about? had seats that oh, yeah. way too high for a seat on a bike. Oh, <laughs> uh, and there, there's nothing that upsets me more is when the seat is too high on a bicycle. And yep, yeah, 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 exactly. All right. We can, it's one thing you ride a bike. I mean, ride a bike. I ride a bike to work, but my seat is normal. Doesn't look anything ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, Bobo, how did you hear about the position at Lobo Sound? Uh, I was I was offered. They they contacted me and asked me if I wanted to do this. Why did you want the job at Lobo Sound? Um, companies want to hire people who are passionate about the job, so you should have a great answer about why you want the position. No, I just wanted to do it because I wanted to do something like comedically entertaining. We're just gonna, we're just gonna give an interview question at this I point. Like doing the, I like be being a comedic entertainer. So, do you see any movies or TV in your future? Well, oh, well, I hope, I hope one day it builds, it builds momentum to like a maybe a podcast that momentum that work. Bo- we should call it Bowmentum since you're Bobo. Oh fuck! Um, now you obviously have gotten to know uh, the guys at Lobo Sound very, very well. Um, yeah, who, yeah, who, they're great guys. They, they're both great. Who do you think is nicer, Vince or Dan? I think they're both nice. Uh, they're who, both all right, nice. who's more handsome? I don't know, maybe. I'm not gonna get out. I'm not gonna play the favorite card. No, it's right? a, well, just saying but, that someone's more handsome but, is not playing favorites. Well, but, I mean, come on, one's got to be more handsome. Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna say Vinny because I because I hear from Vinny a lot more. All right. So, um, do you have any more work coming up in the future with Lobo Sound? Any new uh, any new music after the Christmas EP? Yeah, there'll be there'll be there'll be stuff in the works. There'll be stuff in the works. 
So what are your thoughts about expanding the college playoffs from four to eight teams um, because of teams like Michigan that get, you know, outside looking in? 500 words, please. I think I think it's right they do it to cut the college playoffs expanded. Make makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, what are your thoughts it, on the Warren Commission? What uh, about what commission? The Warren Commission, you know, with Kennedy and the, you know. I don't really have any thoughts there about that. So, what do you see in the future for Bobo, the musician and artist? Well, ho- hopefully, maybe one of these days I'll get, I'll get the, I'll I'll make it as a the podcast host, and uh, hopefully I'll sold sold enough of these these EPs that I'm that I've done. And you know the response has really been overwhelming, and uh, Vinny and Dan at Lobo did such an amazing job. And again, guys, you can get the new Bobo Christmas EP as well as the original Bo- the Bobo Show EP at yeah, LoboSound dot com. Yup, in Dubai for the holidays. Hey, both. Hey, the man behind this music needs to needs to have a Merry Christmas too, you know. What professional accomplishment in? Please, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, musically, we've never seen anything like that. Be- Thanks. Oh, hello, you there? Are you losing signal? Bob. Yeah, Bob. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. If. Again. Are you losing signal? I can't talk. Bobo, you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're in a we're in a we're in a shed right now. So, um, okay. Did you get that question? I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear you because the signal was. Breaking okay. Up. Let Let me try again. The music. Every day. Bear. Back. Just, I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and give it to uh, Dan. All right, Bo- Bobo. Um, yeah. So you know Christmas is coming up. What was the best Christmas you've ever had? Go. Oof, I guess there's so many. I know. I you guess got... there's so many. There, there, there's a number of stuff that I got that I thought was a big deal. But I'll go. I'll go with one major one. Uh, the the day I got the 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 original PlayStation. Well, uh, the answer is incorrect. The correct answer was the birth of Christ. All right. So, um, now how many times have you listened to your own album since it's come out? Because I've listened to it five or six times. I actually have a review I, written up on our website that'll be going up on I've, Monday. I've listened to it a couple. I've listened to it a couple of times. I've I've, I've, I've listened to it a couple of times. It's hilarious stuff. Where can the people buy your album? Oh, they can buy my album at lobosound.com slash bobo. Buy it. It's a great gift for the holiday. Before I'm before actually getting you, I'm, I'm getting a copy for my Nana who has Alzheimer's. Before but what while while you're maxing Emotional out your credit death. card, before you max out your your entire credit card, make sure you buy my you buy that album, the the my Christmas album, Lobosound did, at, at lobosound.com slash bobo. Did Vince write that for you? While and, you're backing out your credit card, and don't forget, don't forget to make to make up the the out the, the my first the, my first album at that's right as part of uh, maxing out your credit card. Um, now what is your credit score? I, I don't know. It's a, I, I don't know. 
I don't know really. I, I just I just know I have a good good track record with the payment. Oh, well, oh, that's good. that's good. Some of us don't. Now, before I'm gonna get before I give you to Ralph one last time, um, it's a question we've asked all our guests. We've asked uh, vice presidential candidates, uh, mayors, and senators. Who is your favorite Mario Kart driver? Mario Kart, it's a, it's a tough one. I've been, uh, I've kind of, I've kind of done, I've kind of done well as the your Mario Red that that Donkey Kong. So you like Yoshi? Uh, Yoshi, I've, I don't think, I don't think I've ever been good at, been good at the game as Yoshi during a. Donkey Kong Mario. is a good player. I am a big fan of Donkey Kong. What about Prince Peach? Prince Peach might be a little. Seems a little. Seems like that the height makes it difficult to uh, the pelt of the car. Yeah, I think so too. Hey, um, real quick. So I'm looking at the list of federal holidays, and since we're in the holiday season, and you um, released a classic holiday album, um, I'm looking between MLK Day and Memorial Day. We really only have one federal holiday, so. I'm announcing some right now. I'm giving you the opportunity to make your own Bobo holiday to fit that gap. Mmm. I like that. Uh, I, I, w- I would say federal holiday the day, the, day, the day Trump got sworn in as president. Oh, that already is a holiday. Political Bobo. I think they, I think they usually, um, it comes around just usually every four years or so. All right, Bobo. Yeah, I, We're good. I feel that day was the rebirth of America. The reboot. Uh, you you want to watch uh, Birth of a Nation? That, that, no, I said that day, I feel, is was the reboot Ooh. that we what, needed. What are your thoughts on Birth of a Nation? Okay, I think... Uh, <laughs> all right, Bobo, why don't you give the people one last word before we wrap up, and we'll, uh, we're going to talk about your album a little more once you finish up. So go ahead, give them our listeners, your fans, the last word. Go for it. All right, my album is available at lobosound.com slash bobo. And how much is it? Right. I have to look to the, look to the price. It's five ninety nine or six ninety nine. All right, it's a, it's a good price, good deal, good and, deal, and, and you can buy it. And you can max out your credit card. Yeah, exactly. What max is this out credit, your credit card? All right, Bobo, we're going to see you in a few weeks, buddy, and you have a great Christmas. And again, guys, get the Bobo Christmas EP at lobosound.com slash Bobo. Later, buddy. See ya, Bobs. Uh, what are we doing talking about birth of a nation? <laughs> he said the rebirth I know. of me. <laughs> um, oh. No, uh, I'm sorry. We had to have a little fun with that because uh, Bobo is such a good sport. Bobo. He's one of our and good again, friends. Again, um, so let's talk about the album a little bit now on a serious note. Yeah, I, I actually... Um, um, because I was laughing my ass off listening to it at my desk. So I did review it. Okay. And I have a few thoughts on actually every track. I actually did a, um old school uh, Dan album review with okay. this. Okay, do you want a Siggy? Uh, no, I would not. I... You know what? I want you to smoke as many as possible. Though. During the show? Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm in. All right. Go ahead. Give you, me your track. You watch. I, I get long I, answer. Good, yeah. Good one. Um, so the first tracks, I don't know if my track listing was out of order. Um, uh, I have the actual track listing yeah, here. Yeah. So let me give me the track listing just right, to make sure. Because I was actually just listening to it before we recorded. Does it start with WTF? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, okay. So What the fuck is this First of all, shit? we learned a little bit about his uh, dietary habits. Go ahead. Just yeah, go. yeah. I'm gonna play. This so, um, first thing is 1800 Xmas fun. It's not a valid number. Did you try calling it? Did you? <laughs> so I was talking to uh, Vince about it from uh, Lobo, 
And um, we realized that all they want to do is refinance my house or something. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed with that. So, Were you um, hoping it was like a Bobo hotline? I really was expecting it to either be a Bobo line or a Lobo line or something. But um, no, they just wanted to uh, refinance my house or something. Well, good thing you read. Um, but Bobo wants um, cannoli, gabagool, salami. Bobo, uh, Bobo is very um, heart disease, if I would say, dietary. <laughs> cancer dietary. Um, that being said, the song, uh, other than my one demerit, the uh, phone line not being accurate. I think it's a perfect score, five out of five. Obviously, Absolutely. and Matt Iceman being on it is fantastic. Iceman, and, and props to him; he's one of the coolest dudes. I'll say this though, Iceman's great on the album, but all it does is make Bobo look better because the yeah. talent difference between Iceman, who's doing his best, and Bobo, who you know, let's he's, be honest, is a national songsmith. Exactly. Yeah, he's like the Carpenters. The Carpenters. <laughs> so. I love this shit. No, it's the beats are so fun, and uh, these guys clearly have a lot of fun making it. And again, they do so much for ha- Bobo. What are your thoughts on "Happy Birthday, Jesus"? Because that really is an appropriate song for our Messiah. If I had to, it ask. is or isn't? It is. I agree. I mean, that's why when Bo- I tossed Bobo what his favorite Christmas was, I was very disappointed he did not say the birth of Christ himself. It said he said birth of a nation. Yeah. <laughs> why? Uh, why is he talking about birth of a nation? I don't think he knows what that is. I also... Does he realize that Trump only gets inaugurated once every four years? Uh, It's not a reoccurrence. Do you think he realizes it? Yeah. Bobo, he's a man of the time. He's a renaissance man. Um, So, birthday Jesus, five out of five as well. I think we've waited 2,018 years for finally an appropriate um, birthday song for Jesus. Listen to this. I have a man bond. <laughs> um, is this the second? Thing? That's Hipster Bell. No, no, yes. I know it was a song. I was like, that's the second track. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the actual I... track listing is what the fuck is this nasty shit? Hipster Bells, Bird Frog, Happy Birthday, Dear Jesus, Deck the Halls, Joy to the World, and then Christmas. So I have to say, I think Hipster Bells. We already talked about it a little bit. He but, does um, not like hipsters. He, he, you know what it is? He doesn't like high bicycle seats and hipsters. <laughs> he could have rested on his laurels from his first... Can you also turn my mic down? I have to, like, all the way back here not to, like, hear me breathe. Yeah, your mic is so much louder for some reason. I think also you project more. You got a, like, a soprano voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a compliment. So, um, I think Bobo Hipster Bells really has Bobo sounding his hungriest, his most determined... Politically, he's sharp and biting. I yeah, mean, he and really... I, he's very socially conscious as well, um, and I appreciate that because we're in trying times right now. We are. And to have a leader like Bobo helps. I think the beat change halfway through the song really shows his more mature, um, kind of like AOR radio Bobo. Like, you know. Now, I, this is going a little off topic. It's still on the topic of Bobo. What did you think of his pick of Mario Kart character with Donkey Kong? A little unorthodox. Don Kong. Don Kong. That's a little unorthodox. It's a little unorthodox. I also think that um, I didn't know that Princess Peach was um, seven feet tall. Prince Peach. Prince Peach, yeah. Prince Peach. Um, Okay, keep going with your track listing. um, What are we up to now? What's the next song? Uh, the next song... Mine, is- I realize, are just in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I created the playlist specifically so it was in the order that it was meant to be. Bird, bird Frog. Bird Frog. Is that... Um, bird. Does it go by an alternative name? I have all the songs. Bird From? I, maybe you're just dumb. Hold on. I'm telling you, that's the next track. Bird From. Bird From? <laughs> bird Frog? Hold on. Um, oh, my God. We're sabotaging our own show. 
And again, the guys are oh, 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 you know what? I didn't put the song name. So the <laughs> remix of the Bobo song. Yes. For the first, okay. Correct. Yeah. You know what I realized? I just had that Bo- as Bobo remix. The Bobo remix? The Bobo show? You know what I think? I like when an artist revisits his signature song. Like, I like, you know... Born, born to run, you know, 1988 or whatever. Yes. So I think it was a very smart uh, Yeah, it's acknowledging move. the fans that were there from the beginning while um, bringing in new fans. I think that's what... You're looking back, but moving forward. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, so that's a really nice song. And again, it references the first Bobo album, which you again can get at lobosound.com slash Bobo. Next track. The next one, I, is it Deck the Halls? Um, it is Deck the Halls. What, what else is it going to It is, no, Happy Birthday, Dear Jesus. We already went through that one, yeah, so let's great. go to the next one. Uh, next one is Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. So my view of Deck the Halls is that you took a Christmas classic and brought the visceral primal instinct that we all have. It really, when you think about holidays, you think about your childhood, the toilet, and that's when you're the closest to Death. You know, animal instinct. Oh. Also, Bobo knows a lot of world currencies. Did yeah, you notice that? I, I, he, Bobo is like Rain he's Man, a world traveler, that, Rain Man without the success. So, no, I think he's a Renaissance no. That's man. true. Well, now since the guys at Lobo Sound came in, and again they've done this for us, they've done this for other shows. Um, the success follows you with Lobo. They focus. You know what it is? They focus the genius. Yes, absolutely. They hone in. Um, and they just, they craft it. It's like Michelangelo. Um, poor my, Matt Eisman, because he's doing his best, but he can't compete with Bobo. No, and Matt Eisman is very, very talented, but when it comes to comparing to Bobo, like, honestly, I, I think it was risky on his part, because the people that employ Eisman now may hear this and be like, oh my God, we've been missing out no, on no. the gold that is Bobo. Yeah. Gold and gold. Next. <laughs> <laughs> What's next song? We're having a lot of fun with this, guys. Thank you, Lobo. Uh, the next song is... Yeah, Bobo, Lobo is um, getting a good plug. It's uh, Joy to the World. Joy uh, to the again, World. beautiful. Beautiful. It's a makeover. His vocals are powerful. They're clean. Soulful. A deep insight into the psychosis of Bobo's genius. Yeah. Um, psychosis might be the right word. <laughs> Borderline personality. <laughs> I actually had something else written, and then I said, you know what? I'm going back. Psychosis is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Mario got first. Yeah, we're also watching uh, a live stream. We're watching of Mario Cars highlights. Mario Cars 64, and we're human Mario Cars as well. And the, um, Is that the, a YouTube video? Or is yes, that a YouTube? YouTube video. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we went back-to-back weeks of the Darth Vader Yule Log, so now it's... next. Ra- yeah, after we're done with this next race, I think we should do play-by-play. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Um, so then the next track is Christmas. Um, which again, great song. I was very happy with it. Um, it's such a it's such a short, simple album, but it, it articulates all the points that you want your holiday this holiday season. You have a little bit of jazz. You have some spoken word. You some have EDM style. Some EDM. Some slam poetry. Slam poetry. Um, interpretive dance. I mean, I think the streak keeps going on. I think we're dealing with Joe D during the fifty six game hit streak. I mean, five out of five, obviously. And who did Joe D lose the hit streak against? The Indians. Okay, um, so again, uh, that's our review of the Bobo Christmas EP. We're going to put some reviews up on the website this week as well, so you can actually read about it rather than hear us our incoherent rambling. Um, again, you can get it at lobosound.com slash Bobo. You'll be able to get the Christmas EP and the classic Bobo Show EP. I uh, can't recommend it enough. So again, big shout out to Vinny and Dan at Lobo Sound, Matt Eisman for his accompanying vocals, um, which must have been very daunting for him with the talent like Bobo. Um, so again, thanks, guys. We really appreciate Should it. Should we buy this domain? What's it called? Bobo Sound slash Lobo. 
bobosound.com slash Lobo. Um, no, I bet you they're going to buy it now. All right, let's go to our reviews for next week uh, for this past week. Um, Honestly, what I, I gave you... Um, um, Cannibal Ox, uh, which Blade of the Ronin. I didn't re- okay, I couldn't um, remember if I gave you the first or so second So before one. I get into those, I want to just quickly reference the albums that uh, Dan uh, or Fudge gave me last week. Um, there was two Between the Buried and Me albums. Um, I had only really heard like singles from Between the Buried and Me. Uh, so Fudge, I... Absolutely love both these albums. Uh, you were not kidding about the bass playing specifically. Uh, from each track, it, it changes up a little bit. His timing changes up a little bit. Uh, album albums were both angry. Uh, the the second one you gave me, uh, which was the the coma. Um, I, I can't say the word. Whatever. Um, the second album you gave me, I like that one a little bit more. I think you said your favorite one was the Great Misdirect. I actually like Coma um, Ecliptical uh, a little bit more. Um, but I actually went and listened to both these albums three or four times, and I started diving into a little bit more Between the Buried and Me. So uh, you picked a really good one to throw at me. Between the Buried and Me is a pretty damn good band. Yeah, no, man. I, I mean, everything I had heard I liked, but to actually listen to an album start to finish, and I often don't like when multiple songs on an album are like over seven minutes, but it worked on this one because they it's a bunch of the songs that almost, parts of it kind of reminded me of Tool, how one Tool song will sound like three different songs because they're changing the structure in the middle of it, uh, the breakdowns, the progressions. Uh, so you hit a home run with um, Between the buried in me fudge great job um and i know i don't know if you got to watch orgasmo as well but he did give you orgasmo i completely week. forgot i was supposed to watch orgasmo. Right, well, you, <laughs> but you know i've seen orgasmo it's just been years since uh, I saw my it. favorite part in orgasmo it's matt stone's small part as the cameraman where he keeps making these like uh like homosexual passes at at trey parker <laughs> i don't want to sound like a queer or nothing but i, I think the pesh mode's a sweet band the um <laughs> i all, all i remember is that i love the soundtrack and oh, I, the soundtrack's I burnt great. all the songs, like all the um, original DVDA songs onto like a, yeah, yeah. a CD, and I left it in my mom's car once, and oh, then it, no. it came back with a note, and she's like, do not leave this in my car ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, there's so many, I remember the first time I think I watched it, it was with Dane Carmichael, when we were like in 10th grade, and we were just cracking, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. He just stares and then walks away. Um, I don't think Orgasmo is as good as Basketball or Team America, but but it's still pretty damn funny. Basketball's one it's a top five comedy for me all time, without question. Um I all right. think basketball's really good. Team America I saw once and I loved it, and I don't think I've seen it since. I, it, that's one that I like more and more every time I see it. I feel like it was really popular and then it, it kind of went into not obscurity, but I it it, it didn't I, have the staying power of basketball for some no, reason. No, it didn't. Um, well, ba- basketball was one, like, it didn't do great when it first came it out. It became like a cult hit. Yeah, it's a cult hit. And I just remember when we saw because we were big South Park fans when that came out. And now as I've gotten older, and how it's so funny when you see, like, the NFL now, the end zone celebrations people do, that's literally the beginning of basketball where they're doing the river dance. Um, okay, so let me jump into Blade of the Ronin, uh, Cannibal Ox. So I wasn't really familiar with it. I did see MF Doom was on a song, and I don't know if he helped produce a lot of it, but he was on a song, and generally, if he's involved, he's producing something. Um, I, didn't, I don't think he. I don't think he produced it. Actually, I think um, he was just featured. I forget who produced it, but the guy that produced it, he like he's like their their specific producer. Like right. he does their. All right, so I don't know how much you love this album. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. 
I kind I liked it. And there were parts I didn't like. I don't know. It was one of those ones that like it didn't stick, but the beats stuck for me. The lyric, the, all the songs like when they were rapping, they sounded exactly the same. Like the tones were the same. They're not. They're not. They're, it's more. They're um, not wordsmiths. It's atmosphere over. Um, uh, I would agree with lyrics. that. Like I think it's a really good background album. Like if you're hanging out with some people. Oh, definitely. Um, I don't. I, I don't think it was one like it took me a couple times like listening to it to really get the groove for it, and which is weird because the sound of the album is the kind of rap I like usually but just something wasn't flowing maybe because both guys sounded exactly the same yeah it's hard to tell which one is yeah which. so like it, when you're doing a, a, a duo on a rap thing it's so it sounds cool when they're going back and forth like i think about like forgot about dre they sound exact opposites you know what i mean and on any nwa album they sounded wu-tang they sa- all sounded different this one they sounded similar but the beats were phenomenal the one song i did like was uh, iron rose because of all the iron, iron cheek rose ref- is yeah. i thought the, you were gonna the, like the iron cheek references well, it's in it. loaded with like all the stuff oh, you like yeah it's- no, that was superheroes and Star once, Wars. Once I was really like digging into it and I heard all of them, that was uh, exactly what I was digging. And I keep getting texts from people trying to give me money. Um, I, they're telling me that I have a loan available for me, but I haven't applied for any loans. Um, should I accept them? Yeah. Okay, I'll send them my social security information. Send them coochies. <laughs> um, but like the first few tracks, on the, uh, I didn't give anything lower than a two. Um, it, it was one of those things. So I would say it's probably like a two to two and a half the album. I think the song, so the album itself I don't think is great, but I think it has great songs yes, on Yes, I would agree with that. I think it's very <laughs> top heavy. I think the album's too long. I was going to say, I thought the back half was better than the first half. See, I'm the opposite. I thought the first half was great because I think they kind of come out the gates. And then it goes a little long. I mean, what, it's got like 18 tracks or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's something crazy. Um, and, and all the, my favorite tracks, I think, with the exception of Iron Rose, which I think is on the second half. is Yeah, um, it's the second half. It's um, mostly... Um, I really like Gotham, The Fire Rises. Those were ones that stuck out to me. Um, but I like the last like five or six tracks the most. Um, it was good, though. I mean, there was it was nothing that, like, like I said, it didn't like stick out. But I didn't find myself sitting there like not enjoying it or struggling to listen to it. Um, and the beats again were phenomenal. You actually did you uh, listen to any of their first album? Because they only no, have two I albums. Not. I they did have, not. The first one was released in 2000, and then they released this one in 2015. They waited 15 years for the second album. Oh wow! Um, Damn. They're uh, they actually were the first. Um, Fuck, I forgot the name of the record label. It's a well-known record label. They were the first release and the last release, apparently. Oh, wow. So um, they bookended it. I think so. I, I could be wrong on that. But I know they were the first release at the very least. That's awesome. Um, that, that The first album's weird. a little more coherent, but it doesn't have any more of those, like, holy shit moments, which I think yeah. the second album has a lot of, like... It pops. Yeah. There's certain things that pop on the songs. Um, and there's a lot going on. That's why I said, you know, you might want to um be a little under um, the... In- yeah, so the first, like, four or five times I listened to it, I was at work. And I, I was like, okay, I get it. And then I was like, I just, something isn't clicking. Then I came home one night. I took my medicine. I had half a, a, um, a joint of medicine and it felt great. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you call it your medicine, but then you refer to it as a I know, joint. I know. Um, so yeah, no, this was a cool one, man. I liked it was a little, I think this to me was the most unique of the albums you've given me so far. Oh, I, I would um, say so. And I appreciated uh, stepping outside the norm a little bit. It's it a very cool. me album. It's got like all those, like it's got it's some, annoying. Yes. It's <laughs> got unique, it's got weird beats. It's got yeah, a lot of soul, um, soul influences, yeah, which I like. Yeah, there's huge, a huge soul and R&B influence. Um, I, I'm try- I think there was definitely a huge MF Doom influence, 1,000%. Oh, well, they're all part of that yeah, Adult ex- Swim, Bumper, Creation exactly. group. No, but this was a cool one, so I, I, I enjoyed it. All right, let's jump into the movie. Mr. Um, Rogers. Yeah, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I actually, we recorded Sunday morning, and then I watched it again on Sunday. 
Um, and uh, I liked it just as much as second time, so I'd be interested to hear what you had to say. Okay, so... Um, Were I, you a Mr. Rogers fan growing up, first of I all, loved, as a child? I loved Mr. Rogers. I wouldn't say he was my favorite of that group. Like, I love Sesame Street. See, I, that was what was so weird, is I didn't... I do not recall in my youth watching it. But I watched it a lot when I was a okay. kid. Um, and it's actually weird, because watching through the documentary... I had a lot of nostalgia for stuff I forgot. Like, I, I distinctively remember watching an episode with my grandfather. The very, nothing spectacular, just I was watching it at it's his house. It's just something that is stuck in your memory. Yeah. Like, it was like a page that was hidden that you had to just pull pulled out. it out. Yeah. And um, I'll say this, it was a phenomenal documentary, I think. I, it's one of the best movies I saw this year, period. I think my favorite parts of it were when they showed him at the beginning, though that black and white... Um, him at the piano he's, and he's going back and forth talking about his insecurities and can he do it and kind of how do I go about comparing getting to getting to keys is like getting through parts of life yeah and then like he's saying like well is that dumb should I bring that up and should I am do- I getting too philosophical so I think it sh- makes sense to me but will it make sense to the children yeah because he's almost like a he's weird he's almost a mythological figure at this yeah point. because it's so hard to believe that someone like that with what he exist. does because I mean if you think about all the the childhood like figures and characters from uh, Barney. There was issues with the guy that put, was in the Barney suit. He got arrested for something. Pee Wee Herman. Um, there was all kinds I of... I think re- that's an urban legend. I don't think the guy ever got arrested for anything. I, I, I know one of the actors did get in trouble for something, but it wasn't anything... Elmo. Like, Elmo got arrested. Ar- arrested. There were rumors about Steve from Blue's Clues. Yeah, but when you look at Pee Wee Herman... Didn't, Blue, didn't he uh, supposedly die of a heroin and he's, overdose? And he's alive and fine. He said he's just like, I got. I went bald and I couldn't play Steve anymore. Um, so, um, so you said the part in the beginning. I thought the part that was really cool, and I'd seen the video before when he's before Congress getting the they tor- actually didn't go that deep into it I actually was a little you wanted to see a little more about yeah. the, the build up to that and then the aftermath yeah that they kind of it was almost like a little aside I was a little disappointed they didn't go into that deeper but I already kind of knew that story yeah. we also saw the video of him you know that seven minute video For that sure. goes around um, I thought also it had a lot of time um, areas where they could have sensationalized like for instance him and the um, the police officer who was openly gay. Yeah, for sure. And there even were time- just being a black guy when they did the whole thing with uh, bathing, washing yeah. their feet after the the, ho- the famous hotel incident, the guy dumping cleaning fluid. So they're saying like, he told me don't go to gay bars, don't show it on the we show. We can't handle the scandal. They can't handle it. But then later on, so then you're like, okay, that's it. We're going to go and break break down Mr. Rogers. This is what I his religion, you know. Blah, but blah, then blah. they go in and they said no. He actually ended up accepting him. It took him a little while because it was new to him. And then when the guy started crying near the end of the documentary, saying that uh, he, he was, told me, you know, I love you the I've way you are. I've always loved you, and you were my he was my surrogate father. I thought that was it. Really- showed that like he never did anything out of hate or ignorance. He just you know there, he did, had to get there. I felt weird. Like there were parts in it that like made me like emotional that I wasn't expecting. Like the the kid with the, the kid in the wheelchair was an amazing. It's a famous scene. Oh yeah. Um, I, and the one that I don't know why like it triggered something to me. But when they were doing the song with the the girl singing to the Daniel Tiger and they were sit, doing the duet, I was like, why is this making me emotional? I will say the whole time. I was holding because I heard that every single person cries at one point watching it. Yeah, and it was until the last scene where the one guy, um, the one Asian guy, I forget what his name was, not Yo Yo Ma, the other guy. Oh, the the guy who was yeah, I know who you're he was talking a writer about. or something. And else, asked who he thought of, and he said, "I thought of my mom." And then all of a sudden, that's when it hit me, and all of a sudden, like I had like these like waves of nostalgia. And they showed uh, they showed and, him at commencement speeches talking to someone that said, "You know, I bonded with my mom watching the show with you," and showed like that how you said about your yeah. grandfather that there was ab- there's absolutely something here. And again, I didn't really watch it, but most of my friends did as a child. And hearing like their 
when I talked to them about it, uh, my friend Jared talked about it. He got to meet Mr. McFeely at, uh, like at a, at a job thing like three years ago, and he said it was like weird. Like I got this rush of emotion because that was such a building block. And again, the thing that I found so amazing is that someone can be as genuine in real life as what they portray. Yeah, and I thought... So documentaries like this tend to do one of two things, I've learned. They either deify the guy, like they make him godlike, or they find a way to break him down. Yeah, and they... They didn't. He. They didn't go. He's the greatest person ever. They just said, "Here's his story." This is who he was. But I still felt like he still becomes this larger than life, you know, figure. So it, it, it was cool seeing the joking backstage. How he could, how he uh, framed the picture, the picture guy's, of the guy's ass. ass. Like, and to see all these people like that, they were just having fun, and to know again, to know that someone. It, it was. I found the the documentary warming. That someone can be as real as that, and I, I'm also afraid that if someone like that was around now, he would get accused of being like a creep and a pedo because the the element of it, the fact that he, you know, he had one child, I believe, one or two children, yeah, two, ch- yeah, two um, sons, and the one actually, Daniel Tiger still tours, which is crazy. His son runs it, mm-hmm. um, but to know that he just genuinely cared that much and understood the fundamental building blocks of childhood, um, and that he was against as much as I love the '90s cartoons like Batman and I love Pee Wee Herman growing up. What he was going for was teaching more morals to children and the the basic things like don't you know just be be a caring person kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds, just it sounds fruity don't be when a, I say oh, that. you know almost like don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Like just you know understand. And talk pe- to children like they're adults. Yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah, it was. Um, I I again, I this is probably one of my two or three best movies this year. Um, I really I, enjoyed it. A lot. Uh, I it should get all kinds of award. Cons- it's going to win best documentary. I would. It's got to win. It, it's just. Uh, it, it's definitely. I recommend anyone then, watching this. And it didn't take the political um swipes. It, it kind of referenced it towards the end about just the division in the country. Yeah, but it didn't. But do it anything. didn't. It didn't signal anyone out specifically well apparently the original name of the movie was the radical mr rogers and they had to change that because radical has become you know like antifa just you can't say it you can't say anything anymore so i i figured you would love this no i i really i went into with high expectations um it met my expectations i liked it a lot exactly and my second time watching it um i liked it just as much which is usually a big you know signifier if i actually really enjoy you know what i thought was interesting i just remembered it now the scene where he's talking about why he uses puppets and he says, it's hard for me to say these things as myself saying, like, I'm scared, give me a hug. That would be weird. If I'm saying But if I go, like, I'm scared, give me a hug, all well, of a sudden you're transferring it into, like, a digestible, childlike and, piece. And, you know, going back to the radical thing again, the fact that he was willing to address death to children and the assassination of... JFK. Of, uh, no, Bo- Bobby... It was Bobby Kennedy. Oh, it was, it was Bobby? Bobby Kennedy. And um, the other one that got to me was when they brought him back after 9-11 to speak and how hard that hit I him. I actually remember those. I remember seeing that as well. And he, when he said, what's the po- what, What's the good of it? Like, kind of thing. And you're like, holy shit, Mr. Rogers is saying this. Um, again, if you guys haven't seen Won't You Be My Neighbor, I highly recommend you run out and watch it. This is one of the two or three best movies of 2018. Probably my sure. second favorite documentary I've seen. Um, I really like the Randy one. Yeah. Um, but it, it's up there. Same same thing. Yeah. People that like um, they're, they're institutions you agree with and uh, they're, you, you know they were good people that were doing something beyond Just themselves. interesting people. I Absolutely. like anything that's interesting. Did you ever see um, what's it called? It's a little old now. Um, Brothers Keeper. Yes, I have seen Brothers, Brothers Keeper. Brothers Keeper is that's one of the really best documentaries because that one is there's no spin whatsoever. No, it's just, none. let's turn the cameras on and see what happens. And uh, you don't really get that anymore. No, you do not. All right, let's do our picks for this week. I'll, want me to go first? Yeah, I actually couldn't. I have a few albums I was thinking about. And All right, so I I'm, think I'm going to change the one that I thought I was going to give I'm going to give you a type of movie I've never given you before, um, a genre. It's the chick flick. 
Um, okay. So maybe you and the the fiance wife can watch. It oh together. no, she's she's wife. Now. Okay, she's wife. <laughs> Take care of that. Um, we're, we're legally married. So I think I told you about this one. Uh, me and my significant other watched it, and I was like, uh, with these type of movies, I, I'm gonna go one of two ways. It's there's no in between with chick flicks. I love them or I despise them, and I actually really like this one. It was a Netflix one. It's I think our most watched movie of the year. It's called To All the Boys I've Ever Loved. Um, oh, that's actually on. Um, last time you mentioned, I actually put it on my uh, yeah, let's yeah. watch list. Um, it, it definitely it didn't take any cheap shots. It uh it 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 it's a technically diverse movie, but it's not a talking point of it because it's a Asian American girl and a white guy who, by the way, looks exactly like Mark Ruffalo. I know uh, you young, have yeah. brought this way, up every time guy, you bring up this movie. Sorry to go back to Mr. Rogers. That one guy that was on it looked like Joaquin Phoenix without the hair lip. Dude, he did. <laughs> That's who he looked like. Why, dude? What popped up? We were both like, "Oh my God, it's Joaquin Phoenix without you know, that he disgusting looks lip." Like he also looks a little like David Lynch. That yes. like that weird David Lynch hair. Absolutely. Um. So again, to to all the boys I've ever loved, uh, basic chick flick concept. Girl, uh, who the girl who's like down and out. The typical Molly Ringwald role where she can't get a guy because she's weird and awkward. Falls into the situation where she is going to start seeing a guy who she has no chance with just to make another girl jealous. Um, you get the basic yeah, premise. It, it's I the basic it. formula for most chick flicks. Um, I definitely think this one, you'll be surprised at how much you enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, I'm going to feel very, very fruity. Um, so yeah, to all the boys I've ever loved is your pick for the week. Okay. I'm and, actually going to give you a genre that I don't particularly like, but I think... Polka. Cause, um, yep, polka. <laughs> um, I'm giving you... Do you like Dance, Gavin Dance? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever listened to one of their albums fully? No, through? no, not the whole I'm way I'm giving through. you their album Happiness. Okay. So it's part of that metalcore, I don't even know what you call post-hardcore, whatever. What's, what's it called, Happiness? The album's called Happiness. Okay. It's a genre that is very hit or miss with me. There's not a lot I like in it, and I tend to like it on a very surface level. This is actually one of the few albums in that genre that I put in my rotation. I can't tell you why I like it. What, what genre would you classify them as? It's, I think, post-hardcore, but they're a Taylor band. I think that's the only way I could put it. You know. Um, yeah, I wonder if he, he actually likes them. I'll have to find out. I think he's going to be on with us next week. I know a lot of like fans of like classic rock and progressive rock, they tend to like them. Which is up my alley, then. Yeah, post-hardcore, ma- math rock. I hate math rock. Math, was that like conjunction junction? <laughs> <laughs> math rock is hold on breaking news oh no what's I, it it's basketball related and doesn't Dude, even involve y- Yasmani Grandal yet I've actually been looking for that <laughs> I, I from what I understand focus they, focus okay, focus okay no, sorry focus. dance Gavin get dance dance Gavin yeah. um, it's a, <laughs> there's a lot of songs on there that do the you know growling vocals to that kind of high pitched clean vocals yeah. which usually annoys me but there's some that they're doing, and I can't put my finger on it, that makes the album very accessible, very listenable. Sometimes bands just have... They sound it, like they're having fun with it. That's, and that's, and that's a big a lot of bands me. from that genre don't. They make it sound like a chore. Um, like like they, they have to do this rather than they want to do this. I'll put this. Um, I'm down with Brown Town. <laughs> don't Tell Dave. And there's two Strawberry Swishers. Those are my uh, highlights. Okay, my cool. My personal highlights. All right, cool. So we got our picks for the very week. Very unique album. Not a very Ralph album. So now we could jump into some bullshit. Um, I found a metal band that I feel like you'd be into. What? Um, so it's a band. It's a metal band. It's a bunch of guys that dress like... A Ned- metal band... Wait, wait, let me explain. They dress like Ned Flanders, and the band I've, is called Oakley Doakley. I've listened to Oakley Doakley. <laughs> I, I didn't actually listen to them. What did you think when you heard them? I appreciate the concept it's quite a what, bit. Uh, I'll tell you this. It's what you would expect. So it's amazing. <laughs> Um, I'll say this. The novelty's great. As soon as that novelty wears off, you turn it the so fuck you off. you would go see them live, but you would never listen to it. I would see them live, but halfway through, I'd want to go home. 
that's, that's the only way I can describe it. I mean, I don't go deep with them. So when we went to the the concert last night, um, which you couldn't go because you were puking and shitting. Um, they didn't so, puke, only shit. So we went and saw Taking Back Sunday. Um, I told you they played their first album, and then they flipped a coin to see if they were going to play their second or third. And like the second they came out, their Christmas show was always huge. It was fucking packed. And we were right on the side of the stage by the bar. And there's this group of like six or seven Asian kids that decide in that area to try and like mosh. They were like slamming into us and I like literally at one point I was I handed some of my beer because I was getting pissed off and they're like Dan calm down you're gonna kick that one song in I calm down I get pushed again and spill my beer I fucking laid down a stiff back elbow and hit this motherfucker right in the eye and then they left <laughs> they walked away Good. and then one of our friends a female friend whose name I won't say threw another girl who was completely shit faced literally um, they were the girl was slosh and she's running around and then I just see our friend just fucking throw her and so there's a way to negate violence at concerts, and it's usually by just asserting your dominance instantly. So you either push them, hit them with an elbow, or you urinate on them. Um, and that usually gets the point across. I didn't have to pee, so it was the elbow. Um, I was very happy. My elbow was actually a little sore because I hit him square in the really? eye. I was very happy about it. Because um, those people at concerts, like, if you really want to get that physical, you go to the fucking middle of the floor. Yeah. When people are doing it by the bars and the areas where people are just trying to stand and enjoy the show. It's probably the first time they've ever done it and they didn't know what to do. Oh, they, they definitely didn't know what to do because the second they realized I wasn't dealing with it they were fucking gone so but uh, again it was an, uh, an amazing show and I, I'm hoping to see him again in a few months when they do their tell all your friends tour actually um, Baroness is touring again which makes I me, would go see Baroness um, they're playing two shows one in New York one in um, uh, the, the venue you were at yesterday I can't think Starland of, Starland one in dude St- if you want to go I'll go to that oh, for I'm, sure. go, I'm going to go to both let of me them. know when you get tickets and then uh, next summer I'm 90% sure Slipknot's touring and I'm ready to go see them again I'll see Slipknot but um, you'd probably like whoever they're supporting bands are because they always pick like last time we saw them was Lamb of God with them which was fucking I'm not kill- a huge Lamb of God fan I'm surprising. not either but live they're fucking awesome live saw, it's an experience uh, well I saw the Dillinger Escape Plan who I've only listened to once live great show but I that's you all don't I need to hear anything else yeah no. No, there's certain bands like I'm like live I'm like yeah I'm down for this but then I do I want to listen to them hell no um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for Baroness. They uh, they they need to release a new album because they've been hinting What's their last on one? Uh, Purple, which was I don't know four years ago. They're okay, it's still not as long as I've been waiting for a Tool album. <laughs> 2005 was ten when 10,000 Days came My out. My Bloody Valentine went 23 years between albums. That's amazing how bands can go that long and come Catalogs. back. Catalogs, they went 15 Can't. years between two albums. They only yeah, had two. Like, I'm trying to think of like, the Gorillas went long time between albums. Uh, There's certain artists that, and then you've got some that'll pump out an album. They'll t- pump out two a year sometimes, but then you get oversaturated and some of it's just straight trash. Like We could have had Fallout Boy stop making music 12 years ago. Now they're, I mean, if you, even if you didn't like them, they're way worse now there than they ever There is an album by Fall Out Boy that's so bad. It's um, the one with that Uma Thurman song on it, because that is one of the I worst things I've there, ever heard. I, I'll say this, though. I can't stop listening to it. You know when you like something and you you feel bad that you like it? Yeah. There, I mean, there. I think more for me, there's bands I'll listen to now that if they came out now, like I heard them for the first time now, I would not be a fan. But because I was a fan years ago, it sticks with me. I think about like the early November. I would not like them at all if I heard them for the first time now. But I liked them when I was 15 years old, so it kind of sticks. I also have bands, I do the opposite, bands that I hated then that I like. Like for instance, um, Static X. I, yeah, I, I hated when I was younger, and now, it's and now like, I, I wouldn't say I love them, but I like them. I, I for a long time I wasn't a fan of Mudvayne, and now I like Mudvayne. I actually just started re-listening to Mudvayne. Oh, dude, because so that good. video that's going around of um, it's it's called Greatest Rock yeah, Scream, yeah, and yeah. it goes, Aah. dude. 
old Mudvayne's like first three or four albums are all bangers, and their music, the musically, they're brilliant. As That's well. the only problem with Mudvayne. Every Mudvayne song sounds like the same song. Yeah, they're, they're not for they're, for a band that's as um, musically competent as they are. Because a lot of bands in that genre are not musically competent. They're very musically competent. Their drummer and bass player specifically, are but they don't do much with it. I feel like they actually could have been more from albums one to three. Like the song "Happy" by them is a little bit different. It slows down and has progressions and breakdown. But then you hear their first album. Every song kind of sounds like "Dig," which is a badass song. But you know they didn't have the. I love that music video. That's a great music video where they're all painted up. No, they were a good ass band. Um, so there's a woman. I'm going to change gears here. There's a woman. She uh, married a 300-year-old pirate ghost. Did you hear about this yes, lady? Yes, I saw it. Um, she, di- she divorced him. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately for her, her marriage with a 300-year-old ghost pirate did not work out. What advice would you have for someone in that situation, being a married man, Ralph? Well, first thing is get a prenub. <laughs> a prenub? <laughs> did I say nub? Yeah, he said prenub. Before amputation? Prenub. Prenuptial. <laughs> um, uh, did you get a prenub? No, I don't get a prenup. No, good luck. Hopefully, she takes advantage of that. Takes you I for actually, all your worth. So I actually asked her. I was like, "Hey, you want to get a uh, prenup?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "You don't know what a prenup is." Huh? <laughs> she just knows from Gold Digger. <laughs> we want prenup. Well, I could. Um, I could actually top your. Uh, I didn't save it, so I need to find it. But okay, this guy built himself a boyfriend from Box Wine, and now they're engaged. <laughs> Guess who posted it? Yeah, Vice. Vice. I'm so happy I'm in that group now. There was one I saw yesterday. I think we should make this like a reoccurring theme. Like the top three voice posted this. The one that made we took couple we took pictures of three couples having period sex. Here's what we learned. And I said, okay, Vice. What's it like when you hook up when you're in a wheelchair? <laughs> This blogger hasn't shaved like her body you, in I over feel a like year. you'd roll right through it. Ah! What happened when I tried sex magic? <laughs> this is clearly a parody article, but PewDiePie actually puts on entire KKK uniform. Oh my god! Yeah, I think we need that. You need to pick out your top three Vice articles each week and then give them to us. The only problem is the group's getting big really quickly. No, I literally um, just joined it a week ago and it, it's out of control. So I've also noticed there's a lot of. Um, political like it was very light and fun for a while yeah and all of a sudden it's gone politically on both sides and all of a sudden i'm like i don't know how much longer i want to be in this group because you're taking all the fun out yeah of it. because it's supposed to be no matter what your feelings are you could mock the silliness of things like this but now there's people getting like you're offended. getting you're getting like proud boys in it now and then at the same time you're getting people that are like screenshotting well, them it's and surprising that proud boys could be in it considering like all their facebooks got canned well i, well, I proud boy like things yeah I, know, I like I'm, alt-right kind of things uh there's a guy I know who uh, he just got kicked off Twitter. He's a big MMA guy. His name's Front Row Brian. He's broken a lot of lot of stories throughout the years, um, and he he's definitely you know to the right. But he's a good dude. I've hung out with him, and he just got suspended from Twitter with no real reason why because he doesn't post anything that extreme. But there was a big controversy in the MMA media world. A web, probably one of the biggest MMA news websites called Bloody Elbow. One of their contributors, his name was Ian Kidd. Um, it, Front Row Brian uncovered that he had gotten arrested back in July and then uh, convicted in September of having like 2,000 pictures and videos worth of child pornography and bestiality. 
And these guys at Bloody Elbow have gone after Front Row Brian, calling him a scumbag because of his political beliefs or whatever. And when he brought it up, they were acting like he was going too far by bringing out, like, how did you guys not know, know this for all these months? Which I'm not saying that they... They knew, but it it's almost fi- seems unlikely that even though the guy was it, the guy was in England, that you wouldn't at least like. I think we've all like Googled our friends before to see the dumb shit you find that you couldn't find. You Google this guy's name; it's the first thing that comes up. That and in and England has some fucking shitty like child predator laws. Like he's not allowed to use Firefox, but he can use any other browser. But he has to, it has to be able to have um, an attainable search history. Um, so Front Row Brian looks like he got canned. Because these guys reported him for going after them for housing a child predator, potentially. And uh, most people seem to believe it's because he, he they're saying that he's alt-right, which I don't think he is. He he definitely leans right. I don't think he's alt, alt-right, I, whatever that crazy. is. I'll say this. I think it's... I think it's taken a little bit step backwards. It's yeah, not as bad as it's it was. calmed down. Like over the summer, it was really bad. I think, I think everyone's so fatigued by it. I do think we're getting a little more into. Well, I think it's what you're seeing now is the the extremes on both sides have been proven to be stupid as fuck. So when you eliminate the 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 complete opposite ends of the spectrum, it's going to come to more of a center. There was a person, and I want to say uh, the person's name because. One, they don't listen, but two, there's no reason to drag them through. Sure. But I used to send you screenshots of this person's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, yeah. and that person has geared it back. So I'm saying, like, yeah. even the crazy... Well, people are not buying the mainstream media as much in the nonsensical push and the sensationalism about it. I think a lot of people are losing faith in Trump, I'd say, but at the same time... I don't I, know about that. No, 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 no. I think middle-of-the-road people are. I'm not talking oh, about... Oh, that's fair. But I also don't think that means that they're getting trust into the no, left. They, I think people are putting trust back into critical thinking and, you know, gray areas. So. Yeah, reading... Uh, like I I've always say, read both sides and then you'll get the truth somewhere in the middle. That's that's the truth of you it. You came up with that. I, I made that up, actually. Uh, oh, But okay. yeah, uh, Brian got, got yeah, pretty screwed there. On, he, said, he said something like... Uh, someone said something to him like, we just hope he gets the help he needs. No, motherfucker. Like, what, he apparently, this guy made videos with children, and they're worried about him rather than, how about you just say, fuck that guy, we made a mistake. But of course, Bloody Elbow is owned, owned by Vox Media, which- uh, Oh, Vox is great. Yeah, no, they're, they're fucking awful. So. Vox is actually, actually, Vox is worse than Vice. Because oh, Vice sure, is bullshit, sure. but at least they're interesting. And Vox is sloppy, too. They're lazy, because they were created by that asshole Matt Iglesias, who's just, he's like the Ralph Wiggum of journalism. Um, so I, I, I gave you Creed a couple weeks ago, and I did see Creed 2 the other night, um, which, again, I've told you my favorite Rocky movie is for. I read it, I read the synopsis. It, dude, um, okay, the first one was better, but the Drago stuff in it was amazing, and Dolph Lundgren, he can't act worth shit, but he was great in this. And all this stuff with Drago, it was a really cool story. It actually felt this time like it wasn't a Rocky movie, and it became an Adonis Creed movie. Um, like It actually felt like a passing of the torch. Like The first Creed was the bridge, and this got to the other side. Um, and now they're talking about if they do Creed 3, which they're probably going to because this one did so well. Does having- Rocky die in it? Uh, in the new one or in three? No, 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 in three. Well, Rock- Salone said this was going to be his last one, which I don't believe. I don't There's believe. no way he can not have a cameo, at least. Maybe he dies in the next one, like you said. Um, but they said they want to It can't to- be a Rocky movie. It's- this is the longest we've gotten Rocky movies without someone dying. That's true. Um, and uh, I think what they want to do is something related to Clubber Lang. I don't know if they're going to do the sun angle, but maybe he's training and they training the kid, and they want to use the guy. I that- love Clubber Lang. Because the- here's the thing. 
the three there's three main villains in yeah. Rocky or opponents, whatever. Four. Apollo, Drago, and um uh, Lang. Tommy Gunn. There's three main characters. <laughs> and Clever Lang gets kind of I actually think Rocky is the most underrated in the series. I love Rocky Three. Uh, I I would say for me it's Rocky Four or Three are my favorite. Three or four are my favorites. Um, but they want to use apparently they're talking about using the current heavyweight champion of boxing, uh, Deontay Wilder, who just had like fight of the year a few weeks ago with Tyson Fury as the guy that's being trained by Clubber Lang, which I think it's great when they use like former fighters in Rocky Balboa. They used um, Antonio Tarver. Really cool. Um, and uh, just as long as Stallone's not going to try and box again because he's too old for that shit. Um, It'd be great that he like cuts himself and goes to sepsis and he dies like it's just the most un. Uh... <laughs> The un- so, something silly. The least epic. Uh, the least epic death for an chest, iconic character. Yes, chest pains, and then they slowly have digestive <laughs> heart failure. Do you have any stories? I got a few more. I actually more. do. So, so let's hear it. Um, did you hear about? Did you hear about? <laughs> so we both were experiencing the uh, Kanye breakdown. Oh my god! In real time, which, by the way. For a Kanye meltdown, I actually think it was kind of tame. It was actually kind of coherent. <laughs> like, it, I'm going to be honest, it got a lot of press because of Kanye, but I didn't really, I was well, like... you said the most true thing when I, I texted you about it. He's got an album coming out. He, there, there's going to be new music dropping within the month. Yeah. And, um, but like, I'm sitting there and he's, it's literally like you're reading a novel and some of the tweets were making me laugh so hard. He, you know what? He clearly does have mental illness. Oh, for sure. But he is—he knows exactly what he's doing. No, he ain't—he isn't a dummy. Like, but he might be stupid, but he ain't dumb. You know what I mean? Like, he—he he knows what he's doing. But I have my favorite tweet. Um, I don't know if it was during or afterwards. Heard Hideo Kojima is in New <laughs> yeah, York. Yeah. <laughs> we need to meet. Does anyone know where he is or how to contact them? How badly do you need to see that? Like a, crossover. like a, a, a Metal Gear Solid Metal, Kanye Metal crossover. Gear Yeezus. Metal Gear Silent Hill. Kim! 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 Dude, he is such a... Like, I don't understand how anyone cannot look at the stuff Kanye does and now at a minimum be highly entertained. I, you know what? I adore him. I do want to say this, though. He needs to release a good album. Uh, I, I, I think I, he needs to release a great one. Not even good. Like, release one that's like a banger again to reestablish yourself. I really like Pablo a lot, but I... I wanted to see Pablo and then change. He's been doing just more watered down Pablo. Yeah, he's. It's almost like he's being. He's exper- actually he's being experimental just to be experimental. Well, that's the thing that um uh, Ron said on his show. He's because Ron hates Kanye. Yeah, he, he's not a fan. I, I could. I um, and he said it sounds like he's get these ideas and he doesn't finish. He's lazy. And he really does. His music sounds lazy. And I think lately. he. I think part of what makes him so successful is the fact that he he is so arrogant and believes he's a genius that his own belief in his genius makes him think that the first time he does something, he doesn't need to hone in. Yay was the first album where I just went. Oh, I see. Don't... I like Yay more than Pablo, but I liked Pablo too. Um, I did like it more than Pablo, but again, I haven't had like his first like three or four albums. Everything up to 808s, I can just jam. Even 808s has a 808s special... has aged very well for me. I, I don't did... like 808s, but I understand 808s. Who would win in the fight, Kanye or Drake? Kanye. Drake's in a wheelchair. That's Degrassi. Yeah, Degrassi Drake Tyson. Um, no, I think I think Kanye would kick his ass, but I kind of think they're both like in the rap world. They're probably both like the biggest bitches. I mean, probably. I don't think there's any. Like, he... I, I, who are the tough rappers now? Six nine, six nine. Yeah, who are like, the, like the the toughest not rappers? Really tr- tough. I mean, I would say probably the toughest, just because he's t- he got shot seven times as fifty. <laughs> I really want to see Hideo Kojima on Akanya, it because fifty had a couple games. He had the blood in the sand game where you go to Afghanistan. I didn't see this. 
Which one is this? Um, uh, I got you. <laughs> Shut up. Someone just replied. <laughs> Fucking stupid. That's so funny. Uh, no, the Kanye, I was like, I texted a bunch of people. I was like, you got to go look at this. Of course, Grail Howe. He's like, dude, I can't keep up. Like, it's midnight, and I'm just waiting to see what Kanye is talking here's about. Here's the thing with Kanye. You're never going to get what you want. He pulls it back just at the last minute before you have that oh shit moment. Yeah. So that way, it leaves you hanging for the next time. Yeah, exactly. Kanye knows. Oh no, Mario! Mario Kart is lagging a bit. Yeah, we're watching. Uh, oh, it's lagging. Oh yeah. look, uh, uh, Bobes must Don, be playing. Don, uh, Don, Don Kong, who once promo- once promoted the Rumble in the Jungle, is uh, it, switching back and forth, uh, back and forth at first with Mario. Uh, we're on the he first. Got, he got lap. a single banana. Uh, which, there he goes. Which, okay. Whose track is this? This is this is um, uh, Mountain Pass. Okay. Um, Chocolate Mountain Pass. We're 29 seconds into the okay. first lap. We got Donkey Kong in first, Yoshi He's, in second, Mario in third, and Chris, Oh, Yoshi takes the lead. Okay. Donkey Kong gets a red shell. And he... I would have saved that. Pelts him. No, I that was good because no, now... No, I'll tell you why. I would have built up oh, to it right before the, you get to the next... Um, but then you don't, can't pick up anything else. You might need no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, see, this is where... Listen to me. I'm color commentating. You want to shoot that right before you get the next one. You take first, then you're most likely going to get a lesser item like a mushroom. Then you get the speed boost. Okay. So you're going to have a one-two punch of something offensive and defensive. That's fair. What's your favorite Mario Kart 64 track? Uh, Rainbow Road. I, I think you got. I go like Wario's track a lot. Wario's, Wario's track is, dope. is really Especially good. Especially if too. you know that that trick that cheat to jump over the, the wall in the beginning, and then you're like literally a half lap ahead. Um, I also really like the one ice level where if you crack through the ice, you change colors. That's really cool, and I do like the haunted level as well. That one's pretty dope. Um, so there was a movie that came out a few years ago. Um, it was I I didn't even see it. it's called in the, in the shallows. It was like a shark movie. And it did pretty well, Man. but it's like a typical you know monster shark movie like Deep Blue Sea and shit. So the creator of that is working on a movie right now. It's gonna be a vampire movie oh. that takes place during Hurricane Katrina. Oh, God. <laughs> and I hope that they really go into this and like in the middle of it, Chris Kyle's on top of the Superdome <laughs> shooting vampires. I have a question. Yeah. Why would you? Okay. So when you think of Louisiana. What sort of supernatural do you think of? Voodoo. Voodoo. Witch doctors. What is the quintessential monster in voodoo? Zombies. Zombies. Yeah. Why would you do vampires? I know, the, the, con, the idea We're going of, to Romania to hunt a werewolf. The, <laughs> like, the, the idea of a vampire movie during a natural disaster is pretty cool. Like, I get that. There was a, we're in the specific Northwest <laughs> looking for the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> like, they just... You go out to uh, Oregon to find uh, King Kong. That's <laughs> where Skull Island is. Bigfoot's in Manhattan. <laughs> Bigfoot takes Manhattan. <laughs> How bad? You know what? We don't get those silly movies anymore. No, the 80s are lost. The early, 80s to early 90s, like in the parrot, like Mac and Me and shit. Yeah, we need those. Um, the concept of like a vampire movie during a natural disaster is pretty cool. There was one back in 08, I think, called 30 Days of Night that was in Alaska when they have their 30 Days of Night, and that's where the vampires went. That's a cool concept what are you gonna do during hurricane katrina like how would you make that a movie I, you know what i'm i'll tell you this i'm curious yeah i actually do want to see point. it yeah i don't have really would you go with the chris kyle angle and him being on the superdome sniping vampires obsessed with the chris Cause, kyle cause I, sniping I, vampire. I find, to me that story that he wrote in his book that during hurricane katrina he was sent out to snipe looters from the top of the superdome as if the refugees weren't in the Superdome and wouldn't hurt a guy on top of the... Who do you think it would have made the news that people were getting sniped in the middle of New Orleans? 
American liar. That upsets a lot of people because he's a hero. And Jesse Ventura won his court case. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I never, I never gave a shit about Chris Kyle pre or post death. It's a good movie, American Sniper. It's just if you, could, if you could take the, the fictitious elements of it out, it's a solid movie. Very well. Bradley Cooper's great. And Clint Eastwood's. Uh, I'm excited for Clint Eastwood's next movie. I think it'll I be his last. Want, that, one's... that looks cool. Well, it's a true story for one, which is pretty the mule, cool. You're yeah. mule you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, and I, in the trailers, you could t- kind of tell he's hinting that this is going to be his last like big role because he's saying like one last time one last ride i feel like Clint Eastwood's been doing that for years though he hasn't acted in the movie since trouble with the curve which was awful in 2012 um he's been directing a bunch he directed that um the five seven to paris movie where he used the actual people from the incident did he do the one that had the um the emojima the flags of oh yeah he did that um flags of emojima yeah he did uh um, Hereafter, which was terrible, American Sniper, but he's a pretty damn good director. Like Mystic River is a fucking great movie. Whatever you want to say, I don't like Mil- Million Dollar Baby, but it was a critical darling. It one won best yeah, one. I don't think it should have, but I actually hated that movie. I I don't like Hillary Swank very much. Morgan Freeman was great. See, in I it. actually like Hillary Swank. I hate her horse did teeth. You ever, did you ever see the South? Um, not South Park. The Office, where is she good looking? And they have like, like I feel like Hillary Swank is the most. You don't know. I feel like it's her. I, I, See, I put her. I think she's good looking. I put her in the same boat as Sarah Jessica Parker. They both either. I see their faces. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker literally looks like a foot. Um, whenever that sex in the city's out of my house, I just look at it and I'm like, oh. You know what I just love? It's wrong Sarah, but so. Wrong Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Silverman. I was just reading her Wikipedia page randomly. She got divorced from her husband because they had differing opinions on Brexit. That's. Do you remember when she used to be like edgy and kind of like I never liked her comedy much, but she was kind of cool I, back in the day. I never liked her. I but she used to like not take any shit, and now she went after Kevin Hart for the Oscars thing, and people pulled up her old homophobic jokes that she had on Twitter. Ho- sorry, in quotes, homophobic her gay jokes, and it, it's just like, it, where did this fundamental change in comedy come? Where you, things are off limits now? From someone she used to be, nothing was off limits. Whatever you want to think about her, same with Amy Schumer. They used to be nothing is off. I limits. used to love when. Love it. When she used to go on ONA, she was great. She was funny as fuck, I man. Don't know. Like, wh- but she got divorced over Brexit. Like, are you that d- fucking? Should we even delusional? care about the opinions of Americans on me, Brexit? Okay, me and the wife have very little overlap in our political opinions, and once in a well, while, you're we'll, smart and she's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into an argument once in a while about it, but it's never like a real argument. No, and if you, you know, most people when they when they date or marry someone, the political views kind of line up, but I think it's kind of silly that they have to, unless like that is your career. Also- Who gives a fuck? I've also feel like I've gone more towards her and she's gone more towards me because- Let's be honest. Poli- I'm I, so I, I being know. a social justice warrior. Uh, oh, am I still? That? Someone was asking me recently about um, you being a social justice warrior because they don't really they don't know you at all outside of listening to the show. And I said, you don't understand. Like the reasons he appears as one aren't actual. I have to pull back the curtain here a little bit. They're not actual. I think your career choices make you go a certain way, but also your career itself makes you shift another way. Your patience with that is beyond my scope. I will say this. Um, 
I think we live in a time where you everything's so white or black, and you're you're on, or you're off. Like there's no there's no in between anymore. There's no you're middle a fence ground. sitter if you. So yeah, what I do is I do the thing that's easy, which is jerk off seven times in a day. Yes, <laughs> you don't um you don't even touch the item, or you go ah we should. Talk I about say it. who gives a fuck off the mics, and I'm not saying like I really I wouldn't say that like, I'm offensive, but I'm talk more like a normal person. No, you don't get offended by things off the mic. Like you don't act I like very often. I very I've rarely. Never, get... I've never said something to you where you said that was too far. I think I probably said that to you too, more than you've said that to me. The only times that I ever like say something is because like this could come back and bite us yeah exactly i've never edited some because my feelings yeah and uh some people don't understand like um saying certain words and things could easily get us booted you also you also need to understand that it's not so much what is offensive now but we've moved into well this is offensive now back then it wasn't so you're bad using today's you know how happy i am that my original twitter account got can because the I had account since 09 if i had to go back and delete every bad thing i said it would have taken me days i see once in a while i've cleaned up my facebook pretty well and i really didn't I, no it was more like words that you can't say now that were just common well, passing you know what back I, had then. Is I had a few things which in context so it would be me quoting a movie oh it was one of those things where it could get twisted or like i was quoting you. what someone else said occasionally i'd be quoting something and saying this guy's an idiot but you can't even do that anymore. So no, I'm you just... can't say like if you're watching a sports game and someone wins. If you're watching a football game and someone wins forty-two to seven, you can't say oh they got raped anymore. That that no. is off limits. You can't say. Anything. And when I look, I, I popped up my time hop all the time. Oh, the Dolphins raped the Jets today, and it was casual. No one got pissed off. And all, you know what it all came from? Grant Torino. I thought that um, Clint Eastwood being the white savior, and I'm I'm not backing down from that. I think it was a good movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. I think it made me feel a little like, oh, I've been here before, you know, troubled youth. Here comes a guy outside their community saving them. At least it went with a different ethnic type in that one. <laughs> yeah, but like, I didn't say like this is a fed. Like, I just no. said, look, well, these people, are my people just were upset that you didn't enjoy all his racial slurs that he threw out, um, and that's on you. Yeah, that you don't find things like that funny. Um, speaking of things that are uh, people are upset about right now, the nuns. Um, not the nuns. Should Santa? be a female i knew you're gonna bring this up <laughs> i don't give a shit i don't I, give a i fuck. don't give a shit either but where no 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 because no. uh, yeah. are we going now should jesus be a female as well if that's where we're headed i don't care i think you know what it is what's the I'll gender tell you of the easter care. bunny i'll tell you this right now i don't give a fuck about the easter bunny but if we're going to santa what genders what be, oh be honest, i thought the easter bunny was a girl i always I'm, thought I'm it was even, a guy i, but I, I always thought really i think. always thought the tooth fairy was just a gay guy good one good fairy that's really get good. it, get it. Can we please go back to the previous discussion about how you can't even make that joke? Anymore? No, you really can't, and that's what's funny. But that's the whole point. Like the fact that a fictional character that how long has Santa been? Also, I didn't know fairy was a gay slur. I always thought fairy was just like non man. I got called a fairy by my granddad most of my life. My granddad was he was an old Korean War vet. He was definitely like a Grand Torino Clint Eastwood type. One of the, this story is so funny, and it, no one can get offended by this because it's coming from an old man. Um, Let wh- me here one pre-thesis. second. Well, okay, just because I don't know where it's going, I am there's, tapping off. I am off the mic. There's no ethnic slur here. So I was. Um, we were at my grandmother's in Florida. Um, that's my dad's mom, and my granddad is from my mom's side. And we were at my grandma's, and we were looking at my school photos from this past year. And in the photo, I didn't like smile with my teeth. I just had like the 
the grin kind of, and I have big dick sucking lips. And in it, I looked a certain way. And my granddad, being the old big daddy, is he goes, Ah, oh, Dan looks like a little Jew boy here. <laughs> and my grandmother went ballistic on him. And in hindsight, whatever, he just he, it's to him that wasn't racism. That was just how you talk. It was Archie Bunker. He was literally Archie Bunker. Um, my uh. Is that? I guess it's anti-Semitic. I mean, no. Is it anti? There's a difference between making a comment that is. Should you say that? No, you probably. You're making an ethnic observation. Yeah, but I think using anti-Semitism and homophobic and racist. I mean, there's a glare. He said something that I guess he wasn't saying. He's a little Jew boy. He said something that was anti-Semitic. I don't think that makes him anti-Semitic. And it it wasn't based in hate. It was based on just how you. That's how people were brought up by then. You got to think. You probably shouldn't say that. To think that 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 kind of thought process and speaking isn't going to exist now when we're. It's only two generations removed. Well, I'll tell you this. I can't. I get nervous even saying. You know, now granted, Italian is. People don't get offended when you say WAP or Guinea. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know where it's going, so I... It very well could Even be though soon. I'm Italian, you still have to refer to our own family at times. Yeah. But, like... I, well, WAP, I, I feel like people get more offended by Polak than WAP. Hold on. Time stand by real quick. <laughs> uh, one, no, no, I don't want to bring... I don't want to bring... Um, it's what, around 110. What specific family members have said, even if they're... It's around one hour, ten minutes. Um, no, I mean, there's certain words that you can't go with, obviously. But, again, there's there's old just way people talked and who gives a shit. Like, I, I don't care. Well, I, I there, think, it, 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 listen, if you're not just trying to degrade people, I really don't care what is, you say. This is insane. We've had this conversation eight yeah. different times. How about those nuns that stole $500,000 to go to Vegas? I didn't hear about that. Oh. Tell me about that. Okay, so uh, two nuns in Ireland had a fund, a charity fund, they that were they drunk. stole $500,000 to go to Vegas, and when they got caught, they said, we're sorry, we shouldn't have done it. How can you hate on that? Like that, I, I respect that hustle. Absolutely. Like, like the fact that Gambling nuns? nuns? Irish gambling nuns? <laughs> yeah, like do you think they had the best time of their life when they were doing this? Do you know what it is? The like nun, the, the like... Uh, TV trope of a nun out of place, a nun doing something she shouldn't have to. Like, that's a common thing, but you never see that in real life. No, of course not. And the fact that they, it wasn't just they were stealing the money. They were stealing the money to go do other things that were sinful in Vegas, like the city the city of sin. Yeah. Like, Imagine if she brought back and she goes, hey, guess what? I doubled your investment. I doubled your investment. She gets pregnant while she's out there. It, it's just like, I want to hear more stories about people that are supposed to be morally sound that are doing terrible things, like priests. What Do they do, they do anything bad, like immoral priests, I've Catholic never, priests? I've never heard of it. I feel like the Catholic Church really, but this is the first time I've heard about the Catholic Church doing something that is like immoral and wrong. They've never done anything wrong. They're great with young boys um you really got to approve of it this is biting edge commentary <laughs> <laughs> um sesame street's taking some steps what oh the homeless kid <laughs> okay it's too uh, much make it stop all this wait no 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 no, no, this is no, my problem. no before we go into this okay Gender neutral Santa. You can't say this word. No, not gender neutral Santa. Whatever. I don't give Should a fuck. Should Santa be a woman? Santa's a woman. What the would his name? Wait, what Coleman? would the name be if it was? I don't give a fuck. Would it be Christina Kringle? I'm just. I've had it. Every fucking the things that everyone's pissed upon are it's every week. It's the same bullshit. Just make There's it always stop. There's something else. Make it stop. Well, my issue with the sesame, the homeless Sesame Street character, is fucking Oscar the Grouch. Lives in a fucking trash can. They've had a homeless character for years, haven't they? Yeah. And now they're making a new one specific for what reason? 
I don't understand. Wait, look at this. Look at this article. Just, millennials are treating pets like their firstborn child and it's causing problems. Who gives a fuck? I care. I'm done. I've had it. I am so sick of these. Like, nothing's fun in the news anymore. I'm just, I'm done. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of fucking Trump did this. Blah, blah. Yeah, occasionally it's funny. But then there's a fucking blowback and let's pull up tweets and all this and just, we're not so, and the fucking you know hey they're casting a black Aquaman who get like I don't give a shit make upset? Aquaman black I don't care wait, you saw the make whole, it stop wait, you saw the Trump Pence thing I don't week? give a fuck wait, someone photoshopped weekend me. at Bernie's in that's there. great <laughs> that's very funny that is actually funny are you gonna see Aquaman probably not I never gave a shit about him before why would I start now <laughs> who has ever cared about Aquaman um, I'm sick of superhero movies I'm sick of fucking Vice I'm sick of Vox I'm sick of Fox News I'm sick of elbow. Breitbart I'm sick of fucking Gavin just I'm done with it all what's wrong with Gavin just I'm done what about Opie had some buddy I don't commentary. give a fuck about him I saw, I saw you going after that's Opie that's the only time I tweet is when I tweet to Opie <laughs> uh, my buddy Jake was uh, live he was sending me updates from Opie's one of his latest episodes when he talks about Anthony's book and saying, like, I didn't read it, but he's, like, referencing parts of I it. I know. And the thing was, he was just lying about things, obviously, saying, why couldn't he talk about the times we were on Leno and Letterman? Nope, those are, like, two chapters in the book when they went on Leno and Letterman. Um, he's a very unhappy man, Opie. Oh, my God. Opie. But the fact that people like his show. I'm trying so. I So I thought I got banned on Twitter from him. Maybe he did on one account. No, I I keep. I'm trying really hard to get banned, but not by doing anything like bannable. Just like being a little bit annoying. I'm gonna ask him to block me right now. No, that's not fun. Okay, fine. I um, mean, you can do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I know you're sick of superhero movies, but you gotta. I I gotta say, listen, listen. What? What? Let's go. I have a tremendous amount of respect for what they did with um Deadpool. Did you see they re-released it into the theaters as a PG-13 version with like a half hour more footage because they had to obviously remove stuff yeah, and they they I did actually, it actually I they, have no well, problem. They with did that. it in the style of a Princess Bride. They actually have him Fred Savage in bed and Deadpool sitting next to him reading him the story, which I think is very clever and um it, it's ambitious from that realm of genre. I actually think that's a cool idea. Yeah, I like, have no problem with that. Like certain ones of these comic movies would be a million times better or anyone, is it, are people angry about it? No, people are really happy with yeah, it because it's a comic book movie like you should be able to take like a teenager to cool. it comic book movies are for kids i'm sorry i'm sorry yes adults can like them but let's not forget the reason we like them now is because we liked them when we were kids fair i think people lose sight of that it, you, but don't you think there are comic book movies that aren't like necessarily like the dark knights i wouldn't call that children Ex okay childish. there's exceptions sure. but i think the rule should be these should be for kids yeah, I, I don't think that Star Wars needs to have political commentary. Or no. They need to follow the canon. And, but in this comment, oh, who gives a shit? It's for a kid. Yeah, you know I what you're doing. You are taking the fun out of why you liked it in the first. Well, place. Well, that was what's like cool about like Deadpool is that it, it's like uh, a Jay and Silent Bob version of a comic book movie. And, and, and Deadpool's cool. I like Deadpool. Deadpool's because it doesn't feel like it's. It, it feels like they're making an, a like a Ren and Stimpy version of a comic book movie kind of thing. And the same with like Blade, rated R. It works. Um, but yeah, overall, I agree. There's still the fact that Black Panther, that it got nominated for Best Drama, I don't care. is so goofy and silly, and it's not even that great. It's okay. Do you have any other stories? I'm actually tapped out on stories right now. Um, I have one story, and I don't know how far we could go on it. It's just so bizarre. Okay, let's hear it. Um, sometimes I add stories just so uh, I have to do it in the headlines we didn't get to, and I okay. actually have no intention of talking about it. So Okay. Um, in Ghana, if you want to get divorced- Ghana girl. Ghana girl. Guam, Guam girl. Guam girl. <laughs> um, in Ghana, when you file for divorce, you and your wife, 
need to dress up in the same clothes you wore on your wedding day. <laughs> what? I have no idea why they made that rule, but apparently that's a so. Thing. If you, in theory, if you got married, if you lived in here's Ghana, a picture of people waiting for divorces. <laughs> He's wearing a tuxedo. She's wearing a wedding dress. I hate other countries and cultures. I like that. No, I hate other cultures. We have the best culture. Good one. Okay, let's uh, uh, let's wrap it up. Where are your hot takes? Uh, my hot take. Um, this is probably a stretch, but I think that it, the Steelers are going to lose their last three games of the season, miss the playoffs, and Mike Tomlin's going to get fired and become the Packers head coach. Um, I actually have a very similar view on that. I think he actually would be a perfect fit in for the Jets. Uh, I th- I would agree, but I think that the fact that they're going, they're not going to go to another defensive minded coach. I think they want an offensive minded coach. I think Mike McCarthy's going to be. I'll the tell Jets you. Coach. So. This is the reason why I think Tomlin, though. I understand, you know, they've gone to defensive, you know, a few different times and it's bit them in the ass. But they never go to coaches with experience. Their last coach they've hired with experience was Parcells, I believe. Uh, yeah, I guess. They, they never have the chance to have a rock star coach. Yeah, I guess. Like, who were their last coaches? So they had Bulls, they, they had uh, Rex, Mangini, uh, Herm Edwards. Al Groh. Al Groh. Cotite. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Parcells. No, Parcells was after. Yeah. Contact. So that's the thing. I don't think when a coach is established that way, I don't think you're hiring him based off of if he's defensive uh, or offensive. You're bringing but his... But the, the Mike McCarthy would be a similar kind of hire then. I don't like... Well, I also am not a McCarthy fan. McCarthy's going to the Jets or the Browns. The problem with McCarthy is I don't have any trust in him developing a quarterback. He's the kind of guy that he's good with a ready-made team. I don't have any trust. But what's so weird is... What like, did he develop in... Matt Flynn. He got Matt Flynn paid. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good that's a fair point. Um, I I just think the problem is that the Jets and their front office. It sounds like all their rumblings are we want an offensive minded coach. Um, one of these young upstarts like a Matt Nagy, Sean McVay type. Even though he just got fired from Minnesota, I think John DeFilippo is going to get a head coping, but coaching th- job. That's the problem. They're such a crapshoot. For every one of those you nail on, you miss six. And the Jets well, have not hit one no, in a they, long time. I, maybe you count Rex as a hit. I don't know. I if mean, you Mangini do. too. Like, what did the Mangini do? He brought him to the playoffs then, once. But those are the last two success stories as coaches. They have as many success but, stories as the Bills and the Dolphins. Oh, so. so, are what the Jets going to do is when they Jets hire coaches? This is what happens. The coach does great in their first season. And then they rest on the laurels of that for the next five yeah. seasons. Well, at least Rex had back-to-back successful seasons. Yeah, Rex. The best coach in Jets history had two almost making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had he had two. Let's just call it what it is: not making the Super Bowl. I love that those were his Jets. Did you see how close we got to the Super Bowl? You always say, "What's the what's it called?" The I, almost. I win? think Tomlin is the. I think one that defense. It's a good defense, but I think it's under. Um, I underachieved. See, I think he's got the parts to make it into something. I don't think he's a good defensive coach, though. I know but, he's defensive-minded. But if you're saying that he's defensive-minded, but I also think that he is a leader of men, and I think that team is that. desperate for a leader. Um, the, the one reason I think that the Jets would be... I actually I'm not I'm against them hiring uh no coach has ever won a Super Bowl with another team that won one with the previous you team. You know, but here's the thing though. Until someone does it, yeah, no of one's course, done it. Of course, but it, it it's that difficult to do because it's so much of a working formula. Like I'm convinced if Belichick went anywhere else, he's probably not going to win um if he decided to leave. And by the same notion neither would Brady. But I mean I mean the only quarterback to do is Peyton and Peyton was just along for the ride the of second course, one. Of course. And uh, I don't know. I I think I do think the Steelers. They want their next two games are really hard. They got the Patriots, the Saints, and then the Bengals is the winnable one. Did I? I don't think I picked them this week. I think no, I, you, the I think you did pick. Oh no, you picked the Patriots. Picked so the Patriots. did I. Because they can't beat the fucking Patriots. They can't beat Belichick no. or Brady. Also, Belichick's record 
after he loses the visual opponents, I think he's... Do you know how nice it was? There was a weird stat I read that when... Oh, um, if he's upset in the division... He has never lost the next yeah. game because and I I didn't. There's a lot of stats that they don't mean anything. That one actually means something because I think one. You smell like shit, by the way. He, no, oh, these are dirty clothes. No, you beefed. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, it sounds like a fart. No, I sorry, I didn't. But these jeans are. <laughs> I wore these jeans yesterday. Um. So obviously, besides that Dolphins victory being the way it was, the things that led to it made me happy that. Belichick made some terrible coaching decisions. Brady at the end of the first half with that awful ability. It's 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 a very non Patriots <laughs> loss. Pro Football Focus did a safety grade for Gronk on that last play. <laughs> he had the lowest recorded safety grade in PFF history. What was it minus two? <laughs> it was Isn't like point zero zero one or something. I thought PFF what they do is it's you either minus no, two. No PFF minus... you can go as high as ninety on ratings. It's they they grade based. Oh, on... Oh, you know what? Okay, so I think what um. It's like war. It's like you got to. It's not the grand scheme of things, but it's a, a scale. I mean, what was I crazy like PFF, is PFF, but I think there's no. It's it's it. just like any kind of uh, sabermetric. You got to take them with a grain of salt. But what was crazy during that game Sunday? Why is this level backwards? I don't know. Um, but uh, when you texted me, yeah, it is backwards. When you texted me, because I was on a stream a little bit behind, and you were the first person texting me in all caps, what? And I was like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me! And I saw multiple texts come in, and then it just started happening. Um, I, I'm trying to think like recent games that had endings like that. You had the the Rogers Hail Marys against the Lions and uh, the other one. Yeah, it's different when you have it for your own team. Though. And I guess the Patriots and to do too. it on a lateral, not two laterals, which we'd never see those work out. Do you know the only other time that I that almost worked out was another Dolphins game back in 2013 in Pittsburgh when Antonio Brown's toe stepped out of bounds. I actually do remember. I that. was at Hooters for that game and I was gloating, and then everything's happening and I'm I'm screaming and there's a bunch of Steelers fans around me, and then I saw he stepped out of bounds and i of course was such a prick about it because i can't Dude, help but be i'm so ex by the way i have turned my dad into being the biggest hater of the dolphins because of you <laughs> my dad never liked the dolphins to begin with because he goes it's a goddamn fish ralph it's a mammal um i know you wrote fish i i, I know what i said <laughs> and i think he knows what he said too <laughs> so but when i told them that because people who aren't sport fans don't seem to understand Nothing makes you happier than when your buddy's team loses. Yeah. You you root for it, and there's exceptions. Oh, like, I don't root against the Mets. I actually yeah. like the Mets. Oh, like Josh won this, the, the Falcons, Falcons in the Super Bowl, 28-3. to um, <laughs> And I remember I left at halftime when they were up 28-3. I said, dude, relax. They got it. There's no way they're going to blow a 28-3 to lead. The, the you wife, got to watch him unravel. The wife had the nail in the uh, coffin when she went, congratulations. And he goes, oh, no, no, don't congratulate me now i remember 04 with the yankees and she goes what was that and he started explaining it and i was like he's bringing the energy in yeah he's i definitely think it's josh's fault but no they're um you're absolutely right like no but to be fair there's been times where i'm happy to see my my friends teams like when the broncos it just won, depends what it is yeah when the broncos won the super bowl i was happy to see peyton win and taylor got you know he got to see it after because i ripped on him when they seahawks beat him i was all up in his that face making fun of him um like literally i remember he came back inside he went to have a cigarette at right at the end of halftime and he came back in i'm like dude this, they're still in this. You just got to hold the Bron the Seahawks on their first drive, get the ball back. Percy Harvin returns. He didn't play like all year, returns at 102 yards. And he was, uh, I remember Colucci kept running his mouth to Taylor. And Taylor, so you could happy. see Taylor started getting mad. He goes, Colucci, say another fucking word. I'm going to punch all your nose hairs right off your fucking face. Screaming. Did Colucci say another word? Uh, no. He, oh, he don't balls. Yeah, he, Colucci stinks. Um, yeah, uh, honestly, you're usually not. 
I'm actually surprisingly I'm tougher on you on your team no, than you are on I mine. I don't hate the Giants. It's like I there. The only time you ever gave me a little bit of shit was with the um, Wolverines, and you honestly. You should have been a lot worse than what no, you were. Well, the truth is, I root for Ohio State, but I'm not a fan. I, that's who I root for. I don't follow it religiously. I will, I mostly keep up with college football when the draft season comes up. Mm-hmm. I find out who the prospects are that I see my team and the local teams having, and I'll watch their tape. And if on a Saturday I'm home, of course I watch whatever college games mm-hmm. is on. I don't care. I look for what the best yeah. matchup is, and I put that on. Michigan. That game was... I knew it was going to happen right, um, too. Just uh, so since we yeah, we, we had are, similar hot takes, I just wanted to ask you one thing. That was my uh, hot what, take. What? But move, I didn't have okay, a hot take. okay. Then here we go. Yeah, um, what, no hot take. what moves do you want to see the Yankees make? Okay, so I've actually I have a couple different things I want. I think they need to. Did they officially complete the deal for Hap? Yes, they did. Okay, so that I think was one of the biggest moves they had to do when they got Paxton. You had to get Hap. So if they don't make another move, I wouldn't be furious. But I do think they need to sign one of these free agents still out there. My preference would be obviously Harper. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think he's going to the Dodgers he, or the White Sox. You, you know, I still think the Phillies. I I think the Phillies. Phillies are, really want Machado. Yeah, but I don't. I've soured on Machado so much. I've done a one eighty because I said I want Machado. I don't want Harper. And about the last... I think I, I don't think Bryce Harper will be able to handle New York. He cannot handle criticism, pressure at all. He's a terrible clutch player. You're not wrong about that, but Harper also is such a unique mindset of a guy who he doesn't... like. He And I don't like the dynamic of him and Giancarlo together. Well, that's the thing. That's a big one. Well, I just... I, I still don't understand. But you need... The Yankees haven't had an asshole in a while. And I'm not talking about an asshole like an A-Rod type. I'm talking about a, you know... Reggie Jackson type guy running his mouth. Yankees need that sometimes. But he, the thing is, he doesn't run his mouth too much. He just whines. Yeah, but he. That's the closest you're going to get in I'd today's run, I society. I think Machado's more of an asshole than Harper. Yeah, but Machado's just an asshole asshole. And Machado's a better player. Period. But there's no arguing that he's a better player than Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has one season where you said, whoa. Everything else has been, oh, he's pretty good. He's a, he's a mediocre Carlos Beltran. They need to figure out first base. That's what. That's their biggest thing. Is Voigt the future? I, I don't think so, dude. I still can't believe neither the Mets or Yankees tried to get Goldschmidt because that that was such an attainable. What they gave up to get him was minimal. Um, I think probably they figured they could get him in free agency, and they. I, I think they probably got blindsided by this. He, I still think he's the best first baseman in the league. It's him or Rizzo. Oh, I think it's Goldschmidt. I, I think it's Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt. Rizzo might be a better defensive first baseman. Goldschmidt's no joke either. Um, Rizzo's very very good. Now all I'm I'm hoping for the Mets here is I would love JT Ramuto for my money he's the best catcher in the I league. would you know what I I wouldn't tr- um cuz a trade would involve Syndergaard right Um well that's not the last thing that came out it's um it's going to Syndergaard is still on the table but they're okay with giving up Rosario or Nimmo or Conforto as well um I would be okay with one of any one of those pieces going if it got brought JT Realmuto you got to think when's the last time the Mets had a competent catcher offensively or defensively Paul Aduka right I'm trying to think but I guess it is you got to think they've had Brian Schneider Ramon Castro um the uh, guy they traded for Syndergaard was Travis all- Darno? He was the no, main no, no, piece. no, 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 no. The guy that was included in that deal for um, fuck, what was the guy's name? Well, when they traded for Syndergaard, Travis Darno came over. It was the R.A. Dickey trade? No, no, no. We're not talking about Darno. The guy they also included Josh Tolley. No, it wasn't Tolley. Um, Anthony Recker. <sighs> fuck. We, it was a Mets but catcher. It wasn't like a. He had a really simple name. Like 
I want to say John Beck, but he's a quarterback. Um, oh, John Joe John Buck. John Buck. John Buck. John Buck. Yeah. I honestly think is their most common. And he was all. He got off to a great start that season. Yeah. Um, but we have not. It's been a black hole at catcher, offensive and defensively. So if you get Riamuto, great. For my money, he is the best catcher in the league. He's no worse than second or third tops when it comes to offensive and defensive. He's got to be. Um, it's and uh, but I also um, if you could sign. Yasmani Grandel, who he had a bad postseason defensively. He's not a bad defensive catcher, though. He grades out positive overall, but he gets a little lazy I, with blocking the plate. You know what? I, I If I was the Mets, I'd prefer to sign than trade. Yeah, I mean, preferably, yeah. But, I mean, where the Mets are operating right now, their payroll commitments right now are only $130 million. So they have the money. Um, Move your hands. I'm watching Yoshi. I, lo- I loved bringing back uh, Jury's Familia. I thought that was a great move. I thought that was, of all, their, of all their signings, I think that's going to be the one that's the most important. I, I still hope they sign either David Robertson or Andrew Miller. Um, I'm a little worried about the durability of Andrew Miller, but um, a, a good lefty if he's healthy. Um, Robertson, we know, can get out both righties and lefties, and you could plug him in anywhere in the bullpen, and he's fine. Um, but Is now- anyone signing um, Zach Borden? I know he's not coming back. No, he's a free agent right now. Um, no, but I mean, they need to make an upgrade. I'd be okay with um, Wilson Ramos. At what if they the brought Mets. a Kimbrel and all of a sudden you Kimbrel, have... There's talking about Kimbrel's going to get the highest deal ever for a closer, and I think he's on his last legs. I think he's about done. All right, let's wrap this son of a bitch up. Uh, you have anything else, stories we didn't get to? Uh, I think I had one more. I don't remember what it was. Hold on. Factory robot impels worker with 10-foot-long metal spike after a horror malfunction. Oh, amazing. Okay, guys, thanks again. This is episode 31 of You Watch, I Listen. Go to lobosound.com slash bobo for the bobo Christmas EP. Check out Fudge and Fins, hashtag Shots for Likes podcast, and we'll see you motherfuckers next week right before my 30th birthday. Little Mats. Later, guys.